0: This is Animals Voice Podcast, presented by the Ontario SPCA with 50 communities working together for animal welfare. We've got another great show for you on the way, so put your paws up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Animals Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin McKenzie, and pleased to be joined by Pam Johnson Bennett today. How are you, Pam?
1: I'm good, and thank you for getting my name right. So many people get it wrong.
0: Well, listen, uh, my last name is Mackenzie, and uh, it's got an A, a capital K in there, so I uh, I can relate to uh, last name challenges, so I'm glad I got that right for you.
1: You know my pain. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, Pam is a best-selling author of seven books on cat behavior, host of the Animal Planet UK series, Psycho Kitty and a very popular and sought-after cat behavior expert. So we feel very lucky to have you here with us today, Pam. First of all, let's jump right in. Cats never seem to get as much attention when it comes to training, at least in comparison to dogs. Why is that?
1: I think it's because we still view them as low-maintenance. You know, the old... Uh, I don't have time, so I'm going to get a cat instead of a dog. And when you view a pet as a convenience animal or low-maintenance, you don't put the effort into training it, and then you get disappointed because the relationship doesn't end up being what you wanted.
0: Okay. I I want to talk about one of the, the books, Think Like a Cat. It came out in 2000 and made a huge impact. What was so different or new about the approach uh, that you introduced in this book?
1: Well, first of all, it was unique back then to even think about training a cat, but I also wanted people to look at the cat's environment from the cat's point of view because so many times when I was dealing with clients, they had the attitude of, oh, well, he's doing this because he's mad. He's doing this because he's spiteful or he's stupid or why can't he understand that I've created this nice little home for him? And so people needed to start looking at the environment and the cat situation through the eyes of a cat. And it really makes a difference. It changes how you become a problem solver.
0: Okay. You spend a lot of time with cat owners, obviously. I'm, I'm really interested. I, I own two cats. I've had cats my entire life. I also have dogs. I, I'm curious to know what are the top questions that you get uh, in your consultations with cat owners?
1: The first thing is litter box and I'm sure any any expert will probably share that with me litter box problems seem to be the deal breaker. You know, we can handle the cat who hides under the bed or the cat who bites periodically, even the cat who scratches furniture, but when that cat pees on your bed or on the carpet, it is a deal breaker. Oh yeah, That's typically what most of my calls to my office are, and even the calls when I get stopped places. You know, if I'm in the supermarket or at church, you know, when people find out what I do, it's, oh, can you help my, my cat stop peeing on the carpet? <laughs> So it's, it's an issue.
0: That is, is so true. And uh, when I talk to, you know, my primary role here at the Ontario SPCA is uh, I speak with donors. And I talk to them about their cats and their, you know, their, their stories about their pets through the years. And you're right. The one thing is when a cat starts urinating in certain places around the house, that, that is the deal breaker. And it's such a stress because you feel powerless to control it.
1: And we also wait until the last minute. You know, it's like we clean it up and we think it's a one-time thing and it goes on and on. And then you get to a point where I can't take it anymore. And that's when people call me and they're already done. It's like they're ready to surrender this cat. So... You know, for the people listening, the first sign of a change in behavior, whether it's the cat pees outside of the litter box or stops eating or there's any behavioral change, that's the time to seek help. And the first person to contact is your veterinarian. But don't wait.
0: There's a lot of misconceptions about cats. Uh, you know, you hear all oh, they're lazy or they're mean spirited or they're they're plotting against you. <laughs> um, how, how does learning about cat behavior help break these stereotypes?
1: You start appreciating the cat for being a cat. I think a lot of the stereotypes happen because we expect them to be dogs. If they're not acting like a dog, if they're not showing affection the way the dog is, if they're not coming to us the way a dog would, then they're not as good. And, you know, the bottom line is cats are great cats. Dogs are great dogs. Stop trying to have them be each other.
0: That's great to say. Sound advice. Pam Johnson Bennett, best-selling author of seven books on cat behavior, is with us. And, and Pam, when we come back, I'm going to ask you some questions about how a cat's history can affect its current day behavior. But we will be right back after this break. From November 1st to December 31st, Ontario SPCA branches and participating societies across Canada are running the I Adopt for the Holidays adoption campaign. I Adopt for the Holidays aims to change the lives of orphaned pets and raise awareness about the importance of pet adoption during the holiday season. To take part in I Adopt for the Holidays, drop into your local participating society or visit iadopt.ca. Welcome back to Animal's Voice Podcast, I'm your host Kevin McKenzie, and still with us is best-selling author Pam Johnson-Bennett. Pam, you've joined us on Skype, you can hear us okay?
1: I can hear you great.
0: We like to let our listeners know sometimes our interviews that are done by Skype can sound a little bit different than than when we have our guest with us in person. So if you're listening at home and wondering if the sound is a little off or different than normal, that's why. So Pam, at the Ontario SPCA shelters, I mean, some animals come in who have a history. They've been abused, neglected you know, sometimes we don't know what that history is and they may lash out or have moments of aggression. You know, you're petting them one second and then the next second the claws come out or they decide that they're done, you know, having you pet their belly. How, how can pet owners learn what behaviors are being created by this history and deal with them?
1: Well, even though when you bring a cat home from a shelter, you know you're bringing that cat home to the best house in the whole world with so much love. The cat doesn't know that yet. The cat is bringing a lot of baggage, and many times we don't know what that baggage is. There's one little word to remember, and it'll make a big difference in your relationship with this cat. Choice. Give the cat choice. Choice. There's plenty of time later on to engage with the cat. Right now, he needs a hiding place. He needs some safety and let him make the decision when he wants to start interacting with you. If you give a cat choice, that's when they start to take that breath and go, oh yeah, okay, I can take another step closer to you. But if you push the issue, he's going to retreat.
0: I guess giving the cat its comfort zone is what you're talking about and very important.
1: Right, excuse me, give them hiding places, let him make the decision. A lot of times, what I do with cats that I'm rehabbing, cats who have been abused or uh, are in serious need of rescue, I'll just sit on the floor and I won't look at the cat and I'll just very casually dangle a fishing pole toy or I might toss a treat. And that cat may only take three steps toward me, but that's three steps of trust. He didn't take the day before. Right, and it's a huge step.
0: When you started your career, I mean, I feel like the uh, the field of cat behavior consulting and cat behavioral has has come a long ways over the last few years. Was there a lot of respect for you at the at the beginning of your career?
1: No, there was no respect. <laughs> there was no respect. It's funny now, you know, I'm old and it's a, I, I love that I'm watching this become a very popular field. The cats will benefit from this. But when I started out, it was in the late 70s, early 80s, it was not a career that was respected. And it was actually laughed at and ridiculed. And there were many times when close friends would say to me, Pam, choose a better career but I knew this was my heart
0: yeah sometimes you have to follow your heart and and you really need to uh, just uh, go with your passion a lot of our listeners may not know this but when you started out you were just helping your friends yeah I mean your friends would ask you questions and, and now you've written seven books you're very successful you host a television show I mean that's that's amazing and congratulations on that level of success what's next for you where are you taking this
1: Well, I love what I'm doing. I I hope that I can continue to just work with cat parents every day, whether it's through Skype long distance or house calls or email. We are trying to develop another television show, which I can't say much about, but just if you love cats, keep your fingers crossed for that, and writing more books. The great thing about this field is the cats have so much mystery and so many secrets. There's a lot to learn still.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you you currently have cats?
1: I have uh, one rescue cat. Yes, we had uh, three others. They were geriatric, and one by one they passed away. So now I'm down to one. But I feel like I have a 100 because I see so many cats every day. So I get, I get my cat, my cat fix every single day. You
0: know, the funniest answer on the planet to that would have been if you'd said, Kevin, I don't really like cats. Yeah, I don't really. Like cats. <laughs> do, you, do you think it's possible? You just said that you're still learning each and every day. I mean, do you think it's ever possible to finish learning about cats?
1: No, they'll never give up all their secrets.
0: <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Where can our listeners go if they would like to learn more about Pam Johnson-Bennett?
1: My website is catbehaviorassociates.com and there we have a lot of articles on there that are free and I tried to be as generous as I could with my information. Or go to Pam Johnson Bennett, the Facebook page, and it's a great community there. And I love to answer questions and I love to hear from cat parents.
0: And I guess our listeners can also check out their local bookstore or go to Amazon, the, the website, to, to look for your books, right?
1: Yes, they're on Amazon and and your favorite online retailer.
0: Tremendous. Thank you for your time today, Pam Johnson-Bennett, best-selling author and cat behavior specialist. Thank you for joining us here on uh, Animal's Voice Podcast.
1: Thank you, and thank you for the work that you do.
0: Thanks. We appreciate that. And thank you, the listeners of Animals Voice Podcast, for promoting us, for following us online, and for providing show ideas. We would love to hear from you. You can contact me at Mackenzie at ospca.on.ca. You can find me on Twitter at KevTheGrad. And uh, again, we appreciate all your support. Pam, we'll talk to you again, okay?
1: Okay, great. Thanks.
0: All the best. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Animal's Voice Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and at our website, OntarioSPCA.ca. Animal's Voice Podcast is a production of the Ontario SPCA. The Society would like to thank all our supporters. Together, we are the Animal's Voice.